Hi, this is Mary Mac. The Mary Mac Bakehouse online store is open for business. Just go to MaryMacPodcast.com and it's in the menu under store. We're adding more of our products soon. Thanks for supporting Mary Mac Bakehouse. Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mac. Today we're going to talk about making your very own delicious vegetable soup. We usually have a garden of some sort and make vegetable soup in the summertime at the end of the garden with fresh vegetables from the garden. However, you know that does run out. So I found a way to make a vegetable soup that tastes very similar to what we make in the summertime by using things, you know, some of the things that I have myself or things that I have canned or frozen and um, things from the grocery store. But I thought, well, not everyone cans or freezes, now do they? So then it came to me that it might be a good idea to try to make a vegetable soup with things sourced from my grocery store that anybody could make. So this is that soup. The base of this soup, it's a very good hearty base. It does not have to have any sort of a broth in it, but you can use a broth in it. It does not have to have meat in it, but you can use meat in it, any sort of meat. So I'm going to give you the recipe, and then you can tweak it at will. I'll give you some little tips for adding things to it if you um, are interested in doing something with a meat or a meat base in it. So this is the basic recipe. You'll need a 29-ounce can of puree, which is a tomato product that is a little bit thicker than normal tomato sauce. You'll need a 46-ounce can or bottle of vegetable juice. Think V8. I used, uh, there's a local Italian company that packages food, and they also make uh, vegetable juice, so I used theirs. Two onions, four carrots, You're going to use one half of a head of cabbage, but I'm going to do that tip as I get to it. A tablespoon of minced garlic. That's the base for your soup. So you're going to get a very large pot, like an 18-quart stock pot, and put your 29 ounce of puree and then one full can of water. So you're going to rinse your can out and get all those extra goodies that are trapped in there and pour those into your stock pot. Then you're going to pour in your 46 ounce can of vegetable juice and you're going to rinse that with water but put about a half of that can or bottle in not the full 46 ounces and um, rinse that out and pour that water in once you get that on your two juices and water stir them up a little bit and then turn them on to start heating them and I would put them on like um, the lower end of medium because you don't want them to burn or stick which is quite possible with tomato juice Your next items are going to be two onions chopped up. They don't have to be really fine chopped up. And your cabbage. So you're going to take your cabbage. Um, I get a head of cabbage. Make sure it's a very nice, firm, tight head of cabbage. When you go to the grocery store, cabbage is reasonably inexpensive in the wintertime because it's a cold crop, you know, and it lasts forever. And you can tell how many times they've taken the leaves off the outside by how long the stem is on the cabbage if no one's bothered to trim that off. So you can tell if it's a really old cabbage if there's kind of a longish looking stem on it where the leaves have been picked off. If the stem is reasonably short and the cabbage is very firm then you'll know it's a pretty young head of cabbage that hasn't been had its leaves trimmed off too much. And um, you're going to use, this is how I do it. I take the full head of cabbage, I cut it in half, I cut the core out, 
and then I use the shredder tool on my food processor or a very sharp um, big knife and I will chop it into very thin slices using like I'll take a half of the cabbage and quarter it and slice down it like that and then chop that up a little finer. You don't want the pieces to be super short. You want them to be about an inch and a half long. Um, it works out really nice in a food processor, but I do the whole thing at once. I don't use the whole cabbage at once. I take half of that shredded cabbage, put it in a plastic bag and seal it and put it in the freezer. You don't have to blanch it or cook it or anything. Just put it in there and put it in the freezer for the next time you make soup. That way you don't have to rush and go, oh dear lord, what am I going to do with all this cabbage? If perchance, which has happened to me, someone gives you a massively giant head of cabbage that would make like 10 vats of soup, I will take it so it doesn't go to waste. Do the same thing. Clean it, cut it up, and chop it up with food processor or whatever, and then bag that in the amount needed to make soup, which is just about probably six cups of tightly packed cabbage in a, you know, measuring cup. And that's my cabbage tip. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to put your cabbage in the vegetable juice and with the onions and get that started cooking because oddly enough, cabbage and onions take longer to cook than anything. And the way this vegetable soup is, it's, uh, I was taught to make it by my mother-in-law in a step-by-step -step fashion because each thing takes a little less time to cook. So you put in the things that take the longest first and the least time last. So now you've got your puree, your vegetable juice, your minced onions or chopped onions, and your cabbage in their cooking. The next thing you add pretty quickly is celery. Celery, oddly, takes a very long time to cook. You wouldn't think that, but it does. So you're going to just cut your celery up. I like to leave it like the little letter C shape for celery, you know, and cut that so, up. So you remember what it is. So I remember what it is. <laughs> Cut that up and put that in to cook. And I usually use four stalks of celery cleaned and chopped and put it in there. If you like celery leaf, you can put the celery leaf in too. It does not matter. So you're going to put your celery in. And next comes carrots. Four carrots cleaned. You can either just scrub them or you can peel them, whatever you prefer. And then I slice them. I managed to, this time I was kind of proud of myself, I did the onions, cabbage, and carrots all in the food processor, which I thought was pretty cool because then I, you know, didn't have as much stuff messed up. Then I put the one teaspoon of minced garlic in, and you're going to let that cook, and I would say not exactly at a hard boil, but you want it to kind of be boiling, and that's going to take about an hour and a half to get to where you can add your next ingredient. And I'm not kidding when I say, like, you have to test everything, and sometimes you'll go, Jesus, celery still isn't cooked. But there you go. So after about an hour and a half, you can add six potatoes cleaned and cut up. You can peel or not peel, whichever you like. doesn't matter. But you want to cut them into about half-inch cubes and throw those in and let those cook for about another half hour. This soup takes a few hours to make so it's nice like this is one of the things that's really nice about it you make a great big pot of it this recipe here is going to make about eight to ten quarts of soup which seems like a lot but what's really nice is after you make it you can freeze it you can um, pack yourself up lunch size containers of it and put them into the freezer and then you'll have them for whenever you want to use them um, you can get two or three meals out of it through the week when I give you a couple of extra tips here. You know, do that. But we like to make a, a big vat of it so that it lasts a while, and we'll eat it the day we make it for dinner, and then, 
you know, do like I said, freeze up small containers of it or take it to work for lunch. It's really good. So you add your six potatoes cut up. Let those cook for half hour. Now you're going to add a can of green beans with the juice. And you want to do about a one and a half pound can or two of the normal size cans of green beans, cut green beans, and the juice and all goes in because that adds to the flavor of your broth. So put your green beans in, let those go for a little while. Then you want to add two cups of frozen corn and two cups of frozen lima beans. I like the baby lima beans. Some people might like the enormous lima beans. Whatever lima bean you want, put them in there. And then the last thing that you add is two cups of frozen peas. Do not use canned peas here. It would turn out very badly. These are the vegetables that I put in. That does not exclude any other vegetables that you want to put in. If you don't want to use, some people don't like to use the potatoes and corn because you can make this an extremely low calorie soup. And that is no lie by leaving out the potatoes, corn, and lima beans. That's one of those zero soups that they often talk about, you know, zero calorie soup. However, you can also add more root vegetables like uh, cubed turnips, cubed rutabaga, different things like that. You can add different sorts of beans to this. I have put uh, zucchini, which I could not remember the name of, zucchini in it, your yellow squash, anything. You can put as much or as little in this as you want to. It's a very easy soup to do that with, and the only adjustment you might have to make is to add more broth. The cabbage cooks down to where it's very thin, nearly invisible in the soup, but it makes a very robust filling vegetable in there. It's really, really good in there. Now, if you wanted to put meat in this soup, at the beginning where we had the the uh, tomato puree, puree, I'm sorry, my daughter tells me I pronounce it wrong. I'm working I'm on it. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. <laughs> when you first put your juice in, you can add one container can or approximately two cups of broth of your choice you can add uh, you can use vegetable broth which is very good and it just enhances it or you can add beef broth or chicken broth if you want to add beef or chicken if you want to add venison we have put venison in it it is very good but at this point you want to have cooked meat to add into it so oftentimes what we do is we will cook a roast the day before in the crock pot cook it, let it cool, clean all the fat, bones, whatever off of it, strain the broth, and then have that to add in the next day. That's a very good thing to do. Now here's another little tip for your soup. Uh, Food waste is a big topic, especially after the new year. A lot of people have made resolutions to try to eliminate food waste in their life. And it's kind of interesting because if you If you don't have a lot and you're used to eating leftovers or reusing things, food waste is almost like a foreign idea to you. But if you have a smaller family or uh, circumstances like that where, you know, you often have food leftovers, what do you do with those? There's so much you throw away. Well, here's a thing you can do with those. One thing that we have done is if we make, say that we make a roast or make a chicken early in the week, I will save the juice and save... Uh, the leftovers off of that, do the same thing, clean them and prepare them and put them in a container and put them in the freezer. So I'll have a container that contains the broth off of the meat and some cut up meat. The next time I make soup, 
I'll put that in my soup for my uh, meat. You can also do this with vegetables. I have a friend who actually keeps a container in her freezer, and when she has vegetables left over, she puts them into that container. So when you have a side dish with your meal, whatever vegetable that might be cooked, you can put that in. Say like if you had green beans or corn or carrots or whatever as a side dish cooked, you can cut them up and put them into that container. You can also put fresh vegetables into that, oddly enough. If you have carrot and celery sticks or something that you cut up for a salad that you had a little bit left over that you didn't want to use, like even tomato pieces, you can cut up and put them in that container in the freezer. When your container is full, you make your vegetable soup. And it's just a little bit of extra flavor to it, even though it may be softer than you want your vegetables to be, you can actually take that frozen container of vegetables, thaw them, chop them up in your food processor or blender until they're a fine pulp and put that into your soup. So you're not really wasting anything. There's a lot of great ideas that you could do, and I'm sure you'll think of them after you hear this. You'll go, oh, I could do this or that or whatever. Uh, Like I said, you can use any type of meat in this soup. So if you make the base soup as is, You can add different sorts of meat into it just to make it a little bit richer or more filling. And as I said, you can add different sorts of beans to it as well. So there's a lot of different things you can do. One of the things that I do occasionally with this soup is I'll add more, maybe like double the amount of garlic that I put into it, and add about two tablespoons of dry basil to it. And it gives it a completely different flavor. It makes it something like you could even put pasta in it at that point because it tastes like a sort of a rich Italian kind of a broth when you do that. There's a lot you can do with this base recipe in this soup and just change it up a little bit. I actually have an enormous amount of it in my refrigerator right now. And my son added some canned deer meat that he had canned last year, some canned venison to it for his lunch today and thought that was pretty delicious. So it's a lot of different things. One thing is it's a great way to use up vegetables from your own garden or leftover vegetables. It's also a great way to get a lot of vegetables into your diet um, that you maybe haven't eaten as much of since it's winter time, and it's just a delicious soup. So if you have a lazy Saturday, you don't have anything planned, and you want to do something kind of fun and different, you've never made your own soup before, give this a try because it's, it's pretty easy to get these ingredients, and like I said, you can put in what you like. You don't have to put in what you don't like, Okay. Do it how you want to do it. Another thing that's nice about this soup is there's like zero waste with it. You're using cans and recyclable containers, first of all. So whatever you open goes into recycling. And whatever you cut off the vegetables can go into your compost. If you don't have a composter, you should have a composter. I realize apartment living doesn't exactly allow for composting, but uh, composting is a really easy thing to do. It's just basically throwing your vegetable scraps into a composter outside and letting them rot down and turn into delightful dirt for your garden. This is all compostable. Every bit of the vegetables here, when you clean them, everything can be composted. I have a nice-sized bag of compost for some lucky person to carry out and put in my composter. Hopefully I can trick them into doing that. (laughs) So, Well, thanks a lot for listening if you did, and I hope you tried the soup. And if you didn't, too bad for you.